0: Another NFL season concluded. No more football Sundays for a while. I guess we're going to have to find something else to talk about for 15 to 20 minutes. Well, I just found out on Friday that I have to get a camera with a laser on and the end of it shoved up my urethra. Live from Delaware, it's Hoagies and Pierogies! With your host, Ian DiCarlo. We're getting a little double-double chocolate rain. And R.J. Hammond. I just want some more hot in my life? Let's just say he was a good lover. Oh. Alrighty, everyone, welcome to episode ninety of Hoagies and Pierogies. Episode fucking ninety already. Oh my god, nonagenarians. <laughs> well, anyway, with spring training getting underway here, baseball is one day closer. We can all rejoice in that. It's starting to get a little bit nicer outside. Consistently 40s. No more dipping down below that. But uh, it also means that we're one day closer to the removal of Rob Manfred as commissioner of MLB. (laughs) This was a shocker in one of the bigger pieces of news this week. Rob Manfred is out as commissioner of MLB after 2029. I know I was hoping that it was this year, but God damn it. We're one day closer to 2029 people. Oh my God. Let's go. Good riddance. But you know, I'm sure some guy that's already in the owner's pockets will take his place. So not like that, that it will really matter. The commissioner of the, of MLB has always just been a puppet of the owners, basically. So we'll see. Um, What is he going to do in the meantime? Will he leave the league in better or worse shape for his successor? Um, Things are trending in the right direction gameplay-wise. 2023 was a huge success overall with the pitch clock and the shifting rules and all that. Now, being able to watch the team that you're a fan of with no blackout restrictions in major league quality jerseys should probably be his number one priority i'm sure he can put a standard in place requiring all player uniforms to be stitched instead of heat stamped oh that pisses me off the more pictures come out of these spring training jerseys the more angry it makes me the pirates ones do look very bad oh they look terrible the players took pictures in them this week And they look fucking awful. Tony Clark, the president of the MLBPA, says the union is seeking changes before the beginning of the season. Uh, Thank God. The retail stuff probably isn't going to be touched, which I really hope that they... They're never going to stitch all the jerseys. That's just impractical. But I hope they go back to the old style of the bigger letters and the MLB logo being in the collar instead of outside of the collar. It just looks fucking terrible. And probably the big thing that's going to change are these pants. Even the pants look bad in pictures. <laughs> so it's probably going to be the first thing that changes. The The fit of the jersey and everything. I saw someone bring this up. at a great point. Really doesn't matter too much when you're pitching. But when you can't go through all of your mechanics the same way with the pants not being as tailored for you as like they normally are... That is a huge disadvantage for the pitchers, and it can, it's going to, if things aren't changed, we might see some wacky stuff at the beginning of spring training here with pitchers just, usually they have an advantage to begin begin with, so even out the playing field at the beginning, I guess, but we'll see what happens here. I have a feeling things are going to change sooner rather than later. Uh, We're going to switch gears a little bit here. The NBA All-Star Game was this week, and it was fucking terrible. The game itself was awful. The dunk contest wasn't even that great of a show. They bring Matt McClung out like he's in the damn circus just to see him dunk. And the uh, Celebrity All-Star Game, dude, athleticism around the NFL is getting crazy. I mean, Puka with two dunks, he looked great out there. He looked like a natural, like he was, you know, played basketball in college. I don't know if he did or not, but holy shit, he definitely played in high school. The All-Star game was just bad. Between this and the NHL All-Star game, they just need to be disbanded or change it up like the NFL did. Zero effort for fear of injury. Nobody is trying out there. It really doesn't even look like they're having fun. It's just a glorified shoot-around slash skate-around for the NHL. And this might be Manfred's saving grace. MLB having the only watchable All-Star game is what is going to keep Manfred afloat until he retires. I mean, really, it's the only sport that bears any resemblance to the regular season product. And the effort, while still minimal... Is definitely appreciated by fans. I mean, you can't have pitchers just going out there throwing 80. They need to at least be around their normal velocity. So you're going to have to at least try to hit pretty normal stuff pitching-wise. You can't really dial it back and not have everything go for a homer. (laughs) Like, if, uh, let's see, fuck it, let's go with Skeens. People say he has a bad flat fastball. But because it tops out at 102 miles an hour, that doesn't really matter. Now, say he dials it back to like 90, that thing's going to be getting knocked around like crazy, and he's not going to be able to get out unless he actually tries. So, I love that the MLB All-Star Game is basically true to the sport. NFL, no tackle football. NHL, they're just skating around, doing spins when they have to, kind of making it look fancy. In the NBA, they're doing trying to attempt the elbow pass. It's just not 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 something that I would want to watch ever. But the MLB All Star Game is something that I would like to watch every year, and the fans really do appreciate some effort being put in. You know what? Bring back winner of the All Star Game having home field advantage for the World Series. Just do it already. Keep the stakes high. And you know what? All he has to do is leave the game how it is. You can't beat it. This guy has, though. The Pirates have reported interest in Domingo Herman. Chapman, all right. But Herman, no, 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 You can't hit women and also be bad at baseball. May as well sign Rivero from prison and see if Wander Franco can get a work visa while he's on trial. I mean, yeah, Herman threw a perfect game Maddox last year, but it was against the A's at arguably their historically lowest point ever. For any team, really. Not even just the A's. Historically low point for any team. And all he did was throw his shitty fastball and shitty curveball. 51 out of the 99 pitches were curveballs. Ye- that's not going to work. And he actually, I'm pretty sure he was released by the Yankees later that in the season. He's a mess. I don't want him. Keep him far away from the team. Just get him out of here. The only thing that I will say, though, about the NBA All-Star Game was that court, the LED court, looked incredible. I actually really liked how it reflected off the jerseys coming off the floor. That looked so cool. It was really neat. I've, hell, NFL should go to LED fields. <laughs> Maybe the injury injury rate would go down from turf. <laughs> okay, I said that Manfred was one of the biggest pieces of news this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we have official confirmation of NCAA football, CFB 25. And I love how they're calling it CFB 25 and not NCAA 25. So that when it's inevitably not good because it's current day EA and people keep forgetting about this, people are going to be saying, bring back the real NCAA generating even more buzz around the game, therefore selling more copies. I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be exclusively Power 5 schools. EA has already said that FCS schools won't be included. So, it's already not looking that great. There will probably probably be no mascot mode where you get to just play as the mascot as your entire team. And I cannot imagine trying to sort through all of the recruits if it's the same as how it is in Madden where I I don't even it's just so awful to sort through the players you can't keep good tabs on them just the you don't even like put scouting points into them anymore I it's terrible it's so shallow doesn't make any sense to me even Madden 23 was even way way better than Madden 24 I, I mean, hey, MLB the show won the sports game of the of the year over Madden twenty four. So you know something is wrong. The show twenty three was dog shit. It has shown time and time again that you that they value profit over actually taking the time to implement the fans' input about how to actually make the game better. And that's probably why MLB The Show One is because they're run by Sony San Diego Studios and not EA, and they actually use the fans' input and change the game year to year. Each iteration is different. It's never the same year, year to year. I really hated the sets this year, but you know what? I'm glad that they're willing to improvise and do something different, something that they think would work. Yeah, it gave us 99s at the beginning of the season, but then once that set was over you couldn't use the cards well they had set 1 and 2 so you could use set 1 cards and set 2 but once it got to set 3 you could only use sets 2 and 3 so you couldn't use cards from set 1 at all the grind the hours and hours upon grinding that you put in for cards in set 1 is now completely null and void you can't use it till the end of the season that really sucks and it kept me from playing. I mean, why play if there's going to be 99s all the time? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sorry to rain on every, everyone's parade. Maybe not the best analogy to use after last week. But unless EA makes some changes, uh, CFB 25 will become yearly churned out garbage just like Madden. Man, I have been so negative the past three weeks. <laughs> I have something to complain about for a long time. Every single week now. Oh my God. Get used to it, people. That's what the offseason is going to be. Keep those expectations low so if it's good, it will be the over-delivery of the century. Uh, People have been clamoring for this for 12 years. Um, I think this may be a win-win for people who play Madden. If CFP 25 does well, they can transfer the things that work over to Madden to make it better and if it sucks ass they may be forced to do an overhaul of Madden because no one will want to buy anything EA if college football 25 uh is a debacle i think people will stay far away for a little bit okay another huge piece of news something that was that i have been saying that i wasn't even sure if it was confirmed or not yet um it's going to have a huge effect on the game's postseason format for CFP 25. The College Football Playoff Committee just announced the 5-7 format. It is the five highest-ranked conference champions, so not Power 5, and then the next seven highest-ranked teams. They say no conference will qualify automatically, and there will be no limit on the number of participants from a conference. Love it. Already love it. And really, you don't even have to worry about that because it's just going to be SEC and Big Ten now. (laughs) I mean, there's really going to be not too much Big 12 going on there. Not too much in the way of Pac-12 unless Washington State goes undefeated somehow. So, yeah, good on them. That means the Pac-12 champion will not be automatically in. So, here's the full summary. The 12 playoff participants consist of the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams. The four highest-ranked conference champions will be seated one through four and receive a first-round bye. The schools seated five through eight will host those seated nine through 12 in first-round games. The quarterfinals and semifinals rotate annually annually among the six, uh, New, Year's six New Year's six bowl games. So we got the Cotton Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, Orange Bowl, Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl and then the Sugar Bowl this year's quarterfinals will take place on New Year's Eve we're going to have another New Year's Day game and then the semifinals will take place on January 9th and 10th so that means that the championship will be 10 days later on January 20th at Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta so Georgia already has the upper hand now I went over it would this have changed the outcome of last year's college football playoff Let's see. So the buys would have been number one, Michigan, number two, Washington, number three, Texas, number four, Alabama. Nothing changes there. And then even here, nothing changes. Five, Florida State against number 12, Oklahoma. Number six, Georgia against number 11, Ole Miss. Number seven, Ohio State versus number 10, Penn State, of course. Number eight, Oregon versus number nine, Mizzou. So FSU probably would have had most of their players – But still no Jordan Travis, so probably no shot against Oklahoma. Oklahoma was rolling at the end of the season. Oklahoma moves on. Georgia blew out Ole Miss 52-17, so this would have stunk. Georgia moves on. (laughs) Of course, Penn State ends up playing Ohio State in the first round. Ohio State wins because Penn State overthinks everything. And then Oregon would have blown out Mizzou with how bad they looked against OSU. So then the next round, that would have been Number one, Michigan against number 12, Ohio- Oklahoma. Two, Washington versus number eight, Oregon. Three, Texas versus number seven, Ohio State. Four, Alabama versus number five, Georgia. Michigan d- could definitely handle Oklahoma. Shouldn't even be a question, but M- Michigan moves on. I feel like Oregon would have beat Washington a third time. Washington kind of had their number in the second game, but... I don't know. Third time's a charm, so I'll give that one to Oregon. They were looking, they were still looking very good. Uh, Texas would have put a whooping on OSU. <laughs> no chance against the Buckeyes if they were going to have the same game that they had against Mizzou. Texas moves on, and then Kirby would not have let his team leave the showers if they lost to Bama a second time. So Kirby takes this game. Uh, Georgia moves on. So that leaves number one Michigan against number eight Oregon and then number three Texas versus number five Georgia. Now it's tough. Now it gets a little bit harder. Uh, I do think that Michigan would have done the same thing to Oregon that they did to Washington especially with Oregon coming off a third dogfight against Washington. So I'd say Michigan moves on and then this one's tough but also for kind of the same reason I'm going to go with Texas. Because Georgia just played their heart outs, hearts out against Alabama, so I think that that would take the uh, that would take a lot out of them. I think Texas would move on in this situation. I, I think having a rivalry in the college football playoff would actually be a little bit detrimental because you play them so much harder, and you know them. You've played them previously. You just emotionally, physically, mentally. It would take such a toll on you that in the next round, it would be very, very tough to win, in my opinion. Okay, so that leaves us with number one Michigan against number three Texas. So this did actually have a chance to happen. So the the 12 seeds being in here didn't really change it that much. I still think Michigan wins the natty. Uh, I think the Michigan team matches up so well with any play style that it would be hard for Texas to get things going, uh, much like in their game against Washington. But, hey, that that was fun to go over. I, think, I do think Michigan would still win the Natty, but I like that. I really like that. Let's get into some NFL news. First off, big congratulations to Matthew Slater. What a career. He's officially announced his retirement and is, for reasons honestly unbeknownst to me, The greatest special teams player ever. 10-time Pro Bowler. I think five or six-time first-team All-Pro. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Again, I don't exactly know why, but he was out there all the time. Great leader. Extremely valuable presence in the locker room. He will be missed next year. We're going to have such a hard time finding veteran leadership. I mean, if we re-sign Zeke and that's our veteran leadership, my God, oh, he's going to have everyone eaten. Okay, so the first thing that happened after we recorded last week, the Seahawks uh, picked up Geno Smith's salary. It became, well, I don't know if they picked it up, but it became fully guaranteed at $12.7 million. Um, They still have the option of trading him before another $9.6 million roster bonus kicks in on the 18th of March which is the most likely option option in this scenario. That's a pretty high cap it for a middle in QB. Since we are now officially in the off season, it's time to speculate and it starts with hindsight. If the Patriots didn't have their best game of the year against the Steelers, yeah, it was better than the Bills win. They would be picking number 2 right behind the Bears and Drake May would be nearly guaranteed to them as long as the Bears don't want to take him. And we haven't heard anything on that front. That's why I was so mad when I was at the game. I was like, I don't want them to win in the slightest. This is not good for their chances. It's just going to create problems. And it already is. (laughs) So now we have to hope that either the Bears go MHJ or the Commanders go with Daniels in order for May to fall to the Patriots. The Commanders would go with Williams in the MHJ to the Bears scenario simply because they have Cliff Kingsbury. That's it. And if the Bears go for Williams, the commanders in my mind would likely go with Daniels, who is more akin to Kyler Murray, who Kingsbury has coached in Arizona and helped Murray develop into an extremely talented QB, who is still underrated, in my opinion, even though I'm not that big of a fan of him. But yeah, I I think that would be, that makes sense. Uh, Daniels is getting the Heisman slash media bump, whatever you want to call it, in draft stock. So a lot of people are projecting him to go number two or number three to the commanders or Patriots. I'm pretty sure that I've said this before that Daniels winning the Heisman would astronomically boost his draft stock. He was in a tier with Knicks and Pennix like borderline first second rounders Knicks and Pennix don't have age on their side. I don't think Daniels is that far behind them though. He's not the youngest QB in the class. I think may is I am intrigued by JJ McCarthy but only as a third rounder or lower. Uh, I'm not really comfortable taking him higher than a third round at all. Will Levis was easily the better prospect coming out of Kentucky than J.J. coming out of Michigan. So spending a high second rounder on him is not super appealing at all. Although, and I hope this doesn't happen, I don't know if the Patriots will have that high second round pick. If they really think May is their guy, they'll trade up to number two to get him. And that worries me deeply. I'm not a fan of trading draft picks and mortgaging the future just to get a rookie quarterback who you think is going to work out. It would not be good. I am totally open to the idea of signing a veteran QB like Russ or trading for Geno here in the coming weeks. Uh, Having an actual starting quarterback would be such a stress off the organization's shoulders, even if it's temporary. Gino is a fine QB. They would be totally fine with him. I think he was 17th or 18th in overall quarterback rating. And uh, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi were 32nd and 33rd. The only one being behind them was Bryce Young. So, yeah. Uh, in that scenario, take whoever is available at three. If it's May, good. If it's Daniels, that's fine. Let both let either of them sit behind Gino for a year. I think that would be totally good. Gino's 9.6 million roster bonus is only for the Seahawks. So his cap hit would only be 12.7 million. That's not too bad for a team that has the, I think fourth or third most cap space in the league right now. So I think Gino would be a great quarterback to learn from. For any young player coming in. Uh, the, expect, the expectations for him were very high with the Jets. Uh, coming in the... Uh, he was a high second rounder. Especially coming off his senior year at West Virginia. Where he threw for 4,205 yards and 42 touchdowns. Insane. That was my junior or senior year of high school. <laughs> then he got a dose of reality that the NFL is much harder than the Big 12 especially back then, and rode the bench for years before getting the opportunity to start. He would be a great guy for a rookie to sit behind for a year. Um, I was talking to John last Friday, who, since he's a Commanders fan, about what he would like them to do with the number two pick. He said that it basically falls on the Bears and Justin Fields' shoulders, and that's that's really the big domino that we're all waiting on. Uh, It has the chance to either knock down 20 more dominoes or fall and be too far away from the next one. Uh, he, he he doesn't want to mortgage the future either to move up to number one. That makes total sense. And uh, speaking of John, we might be having him on quite a bit here in the near future. We'll we'll see here. I'll, I'll be seeing him for uh, March Madness, like I said last week or two weeks ago. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm getting way ahead of myself. This is what it's going to be like for the next two months before the draft. And after free agency starts, it's going to be wild. I'm looking forward to it all, and I cannot wait. Last little thing here, I might have to get a free trial for uh, Apple TV to watch Dynasty. I guess it's pretty good. Uh, I think there are two episodes on the Patriots season, so yeah, definitely going to have to look into that. Alrighty, everyone, keeping it short and sweet this week. First week of the off season, may as well just get through it. Everyone is, this is usually everyone's break All right, everybody. I think that's it. Make sure to support the show by leaving a like and comment on the videos. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on there everywhere for audio. And then follow us on Instagram and TikTok for clips. And I believe that's it. Okay, everyone. Have a good weekend. And we'll see you next week. All right, everyone. We'll leave you with this. I'm much, 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 much.